Hello and welcome to another episode of Punt the QB. I am Rick at Punt the QB. Tim? Punt QBFF. What's up, everybody? <laughs> He's like, what am I, actually? What is my... Hell if I know. What is my call so you sign go, You go Twitter. into Twitter, you're already logged in, your picture's there. When was the last time you had to enter your any of your... Yeah, no, I don't do any of that right. stuff. Right. It was like uh, the Twitter, as I, as the, I like to call Twitter. it. The old man that I am. They're like going to Twitter. <laughs> so, Tim, week 14, um, NFL football, a lot of things... A lot of things happening, a lot of teams, you know, starting to, you're starting to see the, the cream rise to the top. You're starting to see the teams that are, that were contenders or pretenders kind of fall into the wayside with the exception of the Panthers and the Bucks. Yeah, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy year. Before we get into it, if you'll allow me, the NFL is king in our country by far. We love it. Everybody loves the NFL. In the world, it's soccer. And you can't just ignore the fact that the World Cup is down to two teams. We got Argentina versus France for the World Cup final. Who you got, buddy? Argentina. I made a. I actually one of my coworkers at work is uh, is really big into soccer, and I was like, "Hey, man, who are you who are you picking?" And they're like, "Argentina." I was like, "All right, cool." So I had a ten dollar free bet, so I put it on Argentina. So it was uh, plus six hundred, so I went sixty bucks. There you go. They come nice, in. So I'm, nice. I'm pulling. I'm pulling for that. Yeah, it's it's fun, you know. For like it, to me, like the world stage, the world game, like you know, the the crowds get that really get into it. it. It's fun. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's been great. I mean, obviously, you know, Qatar isn't obviously the best place probably to do it at because of all the other things going on. But I mean, once the balls get once the balls start getting kicked, everyone just wants yeah, to, no, everyone yeah, just wants to watch soccer. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I could move on without at least mentioning the, the biggest game in the world, if you yeah. will. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the NFL: USC quarterback Caleb Williams has won the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like that's that's the biggest thing in college football. There's guys that like 30 years ago won the Heisman Trophy and are still making Nissan commercials or oh, yeah. like still the, have next to their name. Well, Heisman they have the Trophy. Heisman house, house and yeah, everything. Yeah, the Heisman house, yeah. which was you know I I you know we were talking about the progressive commercials last week and and the Heisman house I I think mm. is fun and you know heck even you know the whole OJ thing they were suing him over his Heisman Trophy and yeah yeah it's still significant it's still I I feel bad for the kid Caleb Williams he got hurt in the middle of the Pac-12 championship. He just wasn't the same. He tried to tough it out. Yeah. So I, but I'm I'm happy for him winning the Heisman. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a big big injury there. Obviously, he still won the Heisman, but I mean, they they pull that game out. He doesn't get hurt. Maybe they win that game and they're playing for a national championship the next couple. Oh of games. yeah, if they they win that game. They're they're the three seed. You mm-hmm. know, they're they're playing Michigan. So anyway, I, I wanted to at least mention that. Um, some of the other big headlines before we move on to uh, weeks fourteen and fifteen and all the good stuff. Big story from yesterday, or Monday, I guess, if you will. Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray has torn his ACL. We will see you in one year, my friend. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's it for him. Scratch him off the list for the season. And that's I, the thing. is, I, I like to say, you know, we always say season-ending injury. Well, there's four weeks left of the season. This, this torn ACL is not just a season-ending injury. We will not see him for a calendar year. And we were talking about it before we air, on air. If let's say he comes back week twelve, week thirteen next year, will the Arizona Cardinals risk it? Will they say, "Hey, seventy-five percent of Kyler Murray," and let's say they're mathematically eliminated or they're in last place? Are you going to risk the guy you just gave it a buck and money to? I think you kind of have to because you can't have a guy taking off that much time. You can't have a guy. Let's say if uh, this by this time next year, let's say even if he has a, a speedy recovery and he's ready by like week seven or something like that, or you know, and that's that's being generous. Um, Very. It, even if you see that, you can't just you can't just fold them up and put them back into the box and leave them there because you're talking about by the time the next season started, you're you're talking about eighteen, nineteen months before we would actually be playing football again. That's just way too long. I mean, look what's going on with Deshaun. Watson. I was just gonna say, yeah, look what's going on with Watson. I, I hear you. I, I'm just saying, factually speaking. Uh, here in Chicago, a lot of people have talked about, oh, you, you should sit fields, don't risk them. We, you know, and, and football players don't think that they want to play. Yeah, they're you know the old Ronnie Lott, cut my finger off, let me go back in. I, I mean, like yeah. these guys want to play. Whether you're three and ten or you're ten and three, you want to be out there playing as much as you can. Absolutely. Um, I did think it was funny. DraftKings refunded all Kyler Murray bets. We, you know, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, how DraftKings and, and other websites are refunding people and stuff. Well, it was the third play of the game, so I, I totally get it, and uh, I totally get it. It's more of a PR thing. There's no reason why why DraftKings should have to do that. 
if anything, DraftKings gets a little, DraftKings and FanDuel, who are all these other websites, they get a little more, they, if anything, it causes more grief for them because you've got other people that will get hurt like middle of the second quarter and be like, well, when my money refunded, you know, this guy got hurt. And that, That's it was what like, I'm saying. That's what the, that, if, you bet the un, if you bet the under, most of the time it's either either the guy's going to have a, a really horrible game or the guy got hurt. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the only reason why those bets aren't coming in most of the time. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I spent 20 years working at a casino. Mm-hmm. One thing about gamblers is for sure, you give them an inch, they want a mile. Mm-hmm. I, like, I understand DraftKings, hey, Kyler Murray got hurt three plays in. And I kind of, I, the way I think about it, I was listening to our podcast last week. When we covered the Monday in a game, I was trying to make the case for Arizona. I'll be like, well, hey, at least for the first time this season, we're going to have Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Hollywood Brown, and James Conner all on the field at the same time. That lasts at three plays. Three plays. Three plays. So, uh, Kyler, I apologize for uh, jinxing you. Uh, plenty of time to play Call of Duty now, my friend. Yeah, well, uh, you're also a New England fan, so I think that might have been might have been a little self-serving. That well, sabotage. I mean, nobody wants to win that way. But uh, I, I feel I feel bad. I feel like I kind of jinxed them. Hey, my uh, Patriots. I picked the Patriots as my one of my best bets, and they covered. I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you needed that one, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, the, the other story from uh, the past week, and it, it's more week 14, but uh, the Eagles have become the first team to clinch a playoff spot. They did it with four weeks left to go in the season. They did it in a 48-22 to thrashing of the Giants. Who, by the way, are technically a playoff team as of this recording. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts has now leapfrogged Pat Mahomes for MVP. Jalen Hurts is the new MVP favorite at minus one fifteen. Yeah. I let's see let's see how this shakes out because I mean there have been a couple of games where Jalen Hurts has like when they played against Indianapolis and and they couldn't get anything going offensively and the defense was keeping him into the games and then Jalen Hurts in the in that fourth quarter, put that team on his back and and carried him back to to a victory. So, I mean, I I don't know if that'll hold by the end of the season. You got a couple of guys that are really playing really well. I mean, Jalen Hurts is too, but Joe Burrow has been playing really well. Patrick Mahomes is still playing pretty well. I mean, let let's see how it shakes out. The NFC with with Philadelphia. I mean, they've they've been coasting all season. Yeah, and it's just like. I think a lot of times the, the betting public is the, what, what have you done for me lately? What have I seen recently? That kind of thing. Um, like I said, we talked about it last week with Detroit being favored over the Vikings, which, by the way, came in. Um, I, I think a lot of times there's, there's I don't want to say it's voter fatigue, but people just take, Pat Mahomes is the best football player on the planet right now. And I think a lot of times people just take that for granted. He's having an amazing year. He's doing it without anybody reliable at all at wide receiver he has kelsey the tight end but he lost tyreek hill and he's got hot garbage at wide receiver he's had and even the hot garbage he hasn't had all year um but we talk about the same thing like michael jordan didn't win mvp every year Mm -hmm. because they everybody wants the new shiny toy the newest thing every year that jordan played he was the best player in the league and yet he didn't win mvp every year so i feel like the same with pat mahomes should pat mahomes be the mvp yeah and he's still second in odds but I feel a lot of times people have they take him for granted. It's like Mahomes fatigue, where it's like, yeah, he's already gotten one. Uh, what what's next? I do I do think I do agree with you. Is in like I wouldn't say that it's fatigue, but it is like, hey, we want to give it to the we want to give it to somebody different, and we you know like I, I feel like there is a lot of that. There is a lot of the underdog. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Hurts, definitely. What did he come in the, at the start of the season of what at plus two thousand or something odds to win the MVP? Maybe. And maybe that's being generous. Maybe it was closer to three thousand. I don't know, but it it was you know like. But I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. You know, like even though I'm kind of like, well, let's see how it goes because let's be honest. When you're talking about Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, who's the one that's who's the one that's least likely to throw five touchdowns in a game? With four, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, with four I mean, with four games left to go. If somebody like Burrow or Josh Allen or Mahomes, you know, like. Throws in the next four games, throws 16, 17 touchdowns in a four game span to end the season. I think they would probably jump over Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's definitely a fluid situation, but you can't ignore the fact that they're 12 and 1. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I was somebody that was preaching Eagles oh. to win the division, pre- preaching Jalen Hurts to, to become more like Josh Allen You've been in his singing third that year. For a year yeah. I was talking about it all preseason, stuff like that. Now, this totally blew my expectations when you're talking about possible 
you know, MVP of the league and stuff like that. But hey, I mean, I'm 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 super excited about it because I can pat myself on the back a little. Yeah, bit. definitely fun stuff. Definitely fun stuff for sure. One more story I thought interesting: the New Orleans Saints. We we remember them of uh, you know, the Bounty Gate and all that stuff. The New Orleans Saints have been fined three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the Cam Jordan quote faking an injury on Monday Night Football against the Bucks. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it is. It definitely is interesting. That was uh, that was the week prior. Right. That yeah, was, the, the, yeah. The the Saints they had a bye week Brady, last week. When, yeah, when Brady uh, let him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was funny. We, we, you know, we uh, it it hadn't happened yet at our last podcast, but I think it was funny that like, I mean, because you see in the NBA all the time the flopping. The, the yeah. You know, he he breezed by me, and this two hundred seventy five pound chiseled athlete flops to the ground like he got hit by a tank. Yeah, you know. Well, actually, do you, like sidebar uh, on that note. I mean, how about Nelson Aguilar for having. Like the 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 wherewithal to see that uh, D- Devontae Parker in the New England game got his bell rung, and New England was running up to like play a play a hurry up and stuff like that, and you see Aguilar go take a knee because he knew that Devontae Parker wasn't. Uh, he knew his teammate. Yeah, was he off, was yeah. he was concussed. He was he was he ended up being concussed, but he was kind of dazed. He was kind of wobbling around and stuff like that. And you see him take a knee, and then you get up, and you see him start jumping up and down like, are you kidding me? Blow the whistle and stuff like that. So credit to him for being having the wherewithal to actually know that your teammate is is in need of medical attention. Absolutely. And start, like, literally throwing a temper tantrum he, until until the ref blew the whistle to get him off the field. So, good, yeah, good for him. Good, great yeah, teammate. Great teammate, great player. You yeah, know. Absolutely. All right, Tim, before we get started in Week 15, we kind of got to go over what happened in Week 14. And you brought it up before. This wasn't the year of the backup. This is the year of the third-string quarterback. I mean, Brock Purdy, we'll get to him in a second. But, I mean, even uh, Tyler Huntley, he went down for Baltimore last week. I mean, there's so many injuries at the quarterback position. And if you've had your starting quarterback all season long, like, hats off at, at well, golf clap because... That's Everybody's the been going you're down. You're winning. If you your quarterback stayed healthy all year, you're winning. It's not some secret formula that's been going on this year. I mean, concussions reared their head again. I mean, I know the Broncos are dead and buried, but Russ had his best game of the year, and he he went out with a concussion. Kenny Pickett and Tyler Huntley in the same game both went down with a pitch. We had Anthony Brown versus Mike Trubisky mm-hmm. or Mitch Trubisky, whoever the hell doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, like. It has been the year of the third-string quarterback, and even players. I mean, so many guys went down with concussions. You brought up Devontae Parker. I mean, it's and the thing is, like I said, we referenced it several episodes ago, the Tua thing on Thursday night. The world saw that, and the NFL is like, oh, hell, we got to do something about this. So mm-hmm. nobody comes back from that. If you get, quote, evaluated, even if you pass all the things, you still, you don't, still come don't come back. back. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is once you – and we talked about it, like, what happens if it's AFC championship game – First quarter, Pat Mahomes, you know, takes a, a small shot. You going to tell him he's not going back in? You know, I guess we'll see when it comes down to it. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like I said, it's, it's one thing when it's you know uh, B- Brian Hoyer, you know, week eight. It's another thing when it's Pat Mahomes in the AFC Championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, concussions rear their ugly head again. Um, you, you you referenced this already. The the 49ers kept chugging along, and we're not talking. Hey, they pulled it out on the end on a Robbie Gold field goal in 119 and 16. They absolutely housed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is from the Bay Area. Anybody within a 50 mile radius has heard that story 100 times over. He invited 100 friends and family to this game to watch him get dominated 35 <laughs> to 7 by Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant beat the GOAT 35 to 7. I mean, that's just right there is a capsule of what has happened this season. You know what? I've I've seen Brady lose games when he was in New England, when he was in Tampa Bay, and he'd lose games, and he would maybe shake two people's hands, and he'd put his head, head down and walk right off the field. He'd be so mad that he lost these games. That game in San Francisco, if you've seen some of the stuff after the game, he's signing footballs for guys that intercepted his passes. He's signing people's jerseys and stuff like that. This This is a guy who's... Who's 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 like basically doing his little swan song here? I mean, this guy was literally great, as gracious as you possibly can be on the field to everybody that he well, came across. Well, I mean, let's be honest. This year, his personal life has taken as big a a chunk out of the the NFL story this year as his play has. 
So, I mean, he's not the same man that, dare I say, started this season. Yeah, 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 granted, yes. But I'm just saying, as far as the fact that uh, Tom Brady, majority of the time, any time, any other season, you're a big, you're a Patriots fan, so you know. Brady would just scowl oh, and he stomp loses, forget it. And, and walk off the field without congratulating anybody. Maybe yeah. like when they when they would lose to the when he lose to the Colts in the playoffs or something like that, he'd come over, he'd shake Peyton's hand, they'd probably exchange a couple words, have a few laughs, hey, good luck to you, and he'd put his head down and walk right off the field. That's he it. wouldn't, wouldn't want to talk to anybody nope. else. I'm just saying that he's like walking around here like, hey man, I'm taking this in because this isn't this isn't gonna last very much longer. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's when you when when you spent 25 years in the spotlight doing something, you you reach that crescendo. You know, I mean, like the the the, the goodbye tour that Derek Jeter got and the yeah. whole. You know, so it was just I, I I thought it was madness that the the Niners machine just kept on chucking along. Man, well that defense and, and the Bucks. They have been bad this year, but not thirty-five to seven to a third-string quarterback bad. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously that was the biggest story of the week. We had some other stories. Um, I don't know which was the bigger story, and I want to debate this with you. Which was the bigger story? The Jags going into Tennessee and slaying their dragon. We, we talked about how they lost nine straight in Tennessee. They didn't just beat the Titans again on last-second field goal. They crushed them. They housed them. Derrick Henry had two yards rushing in the second half of that game. Or the fact that the Texans were beating and almost beat the Cowboys the entire game. The bigger story is the Texans almost beating the Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. Like I know the Jags won the game, but they're still technically a professional football team. The Houston Texans were winning a vast, they were winning three quarters and a half of that game as a seventeen and a half point dog, alternating Davis Mills and Driscoll, who the hell knew who he was still in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I was gonna say I think I think the Cowboys quote, victory um, was a bigger story than the Jags beating the Titans. Yeah, well, because also the Jaguars, I mean, not that not that the Texans are, are looking to do anything, but, I mean, Jacksonville is still trailing the Titans by two, three games. I mean, yeah, they're five and eight. And, Tennessee yeah. is still going to win that division. Yes. I mean, so really, in all, and when it's all said and done, that loss means nothing. Whereas Dallas loses that game to the Texans, and it changes how you feel about Dallas moving forward in the playoffs. Yeah, if they have any hopes whatsoever, because they were talking about the big Christmas Day or Christmas Eve game uh, between the Eagles and the Cowboys, well, that means nothing if you're three games behind the Eagles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, not, and also on top of the fact, on top of the fact, let's let's also keep in mind that you you uh, your defense, the Dallas defense, which is which was a vaunted defense for a majority of the season, gave up a ton of points and a ton of yards to Chicago who is not a good offensive team right now. They have Justin Fields, and that's about it. Then you you also gave up a ton to a Green Bay Packers team that has struggled all season long. And <laughs> then you let the Texans dominate you on a, when they were on offense. When when the Texans haven't dominate, dominated anybody on offense this yeah. season. Yeah, we were joking before the game. We were like, you know, should the should the NFL trade the Texans for like the Georgia Bulldogs or you know they should do like soccer does where the worst team gets relegated to the next league you know yeah I mean and, and the Texans took it to them and I give them credit they, the Texans were up three at the goal line they could have kicked a, in years past you know Lovey would have done the kick the field goal get a six point lead make the Cowboys go all the way down the field mm-hmm. he said not this time they went for the touchdown now they didn't get it. But they they went for it on fourth down to try to get that touchdown if to put the Cowboys away. If they would have got it, oh man, oh my god, the, the the not just not just us talking about it, but the Dallas media talking about the fact oh, that they lost man. to the Texans. And you know what? All game that long, uh, all all time that uh, all the time during that game, I just kept thinking of. Do you remember way back when Texans' very first game? You know, like when they when they first became a franchise, they played against Dallas and and beat Dallas. And, uh, and it was like, they were, once again, they were like a 13, 14 point underdogs and they won straight up on Sunday Night Football yeah. with one. I, I'm just, I, I, like I said, towards the end, I was glued to that one because I was like, come on, Texans, come on. You know, like I said, I got no ill will against the Cowboys. I don't really carry the way. I know they're, quote, America's team and I don't really carry the way, but I, I wanted to see them win. I wanted to see a 17 and a half point dog. Yeah, win. yeah, absolutely. You know? All uh, right, so let's start getting yeah, into these games here absolutely. because we got the Thursday night game that's already going on as we're doing our podcast here, San Francisco, Seattle, big Big game for Seattle. Um, the obviously San Francisco is most likely going to win that division, but Seattle needs this game to to, to stay in the playoff. Yeah, it was just here. a couple of weeks ago they were in great position. You know, uh, uh, looked like they had a shot to win the division. And yeah, now, when you lose the Carolina, that kind of 
kind of puts yeah. a, puts a well, yeah, back to back. They lost to the Raiders and the Panthers back to back. Yeah, and, and, and at home, I mean that, that's that's the thing. I mean, you lose to the Raiders at home, mm-hmm. so yeah, they they really need this one. But uh, yeah, we this week week fifteen, there's no buys; they're all gone. So we got fifteen games to go through. We're going to go speed style, if you will, but still talk about the important stuff. If you're with us through week 15, or th- you know, you're with us. And we got Saturday games. Three games on Saturday, my friend. We'll kick it off Saturday at noon. The Colts are at the Vikings. Vikings are a four-point favorite. Totals 48. Five of the last six Vikes home games have gone over. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's talk about it. You've got a Minnesota team that can't stop anybody, as they just proved last week against Detroit. And their uh, their passing defense is the worst in the league. Wait, but, uh, do you mean Jared Goff's not a Hall of Famer? No, he's not oh, a Hall of Famer. Okay. Definitely, he's not a Hall of Famer. Cross, cross him off the list. And Got Indy, it. Okay. and Indy is one is the worst when it comes to scoring offense in the league. They are they are bad. Yeah, um, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't care about the Colts in this game. I think they've packed it in. I I, I think the Colts can win this game just because the Vikings are an enigma. Their record says ten and three. The way they play on the field does not say ten and three. <laughs> no, it looks I mean, more like it looks more like a game that's a team that's two games over five hundred. The Lions than seven were games. the much better team on the field that day. It wasn't close. The Lions kicked their butt up and down the field, and and it was not close. Well, with the exception of Justin Justin Jefferson, well, eleven he's, catches, two hundred and twenty three yards last week. All right, let me throw a couple of things out. The Colts are four zero in their last four against Minnesota. But Minnesota is seven and zero the last seven games against the AFC. Yeah, I. I um, Anything I mean, you wanted to dabble on on this? I don't. I, I feel like overall, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins. I, I know we got to move on, and I'm and I apologize, Lord, I apologize. Um, I feel like at this point, Kirk Cousins is just a stat compiler. He his stats will look good at the end of the year, and it has made him buckets of money. But can in your lifetime, in our lifetime, can you remember him ever winning a big game or or advancing in the playoffs or doing anything special? Well, when he was at the Redskins, he did win a playoff game. Didn't he beat didn't he beat Green Bay one time? The fact that you have to think about it for a guy who got eighty million dollars and then got extended is is the point I was trying to make. He doesn't win big games, he doesn't rise to the occasion. His stats will look good at the end of the year. He just doesn't do anything special. Well, that's what that's where we're at now in today's day and age for for, for uh, with the way fantasy football is now. Fantasy football, I, I say it all the time. I said there's a difference between a great quarterback and a great fantasy quarterback. A great fantasy quarterback is going to c- compile you numbers, and you don't care if you win or lose because you're going to get a ton of points from them. A guy like Deshaun Watson, you know, a couple of years ago, he would always get you big points. Um, even And then they won three games that year, <laughs> like, you know, whether he was on the Texans. You know, somebody like uh, like Kirk Cousins, he can get you point, he can get you fantasy points. But really, are you? Or is that the That's guy? That's what I'm saying. Thinking? Like, let's say you're the head coach of a team and you've got to win a playoff game. That week, you have to win this playoff game. Who would you rather have, Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, that's a good point. I, and I feel like I'd rather have Garoppolo because at least I know he can win that game where Kirk Cousins, he might put up 300 yards when they're chasing in the fourth quarter, but he just doesn't win big games. That's true. It's true. I wish wish I could say something to argue with you about it, but yeah, yeah absolutely. I, let, let's move on to the next game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Baltimore's at Cleveland. Uh, the former Browns are at the current Browns. I always love saying that. There's fewer and fewer people that remember that. But yeah, Ravens are at Cleveland. Cleveland's the three-point favorite. Totals 38. The Ravens have won six of the last seven despite their quarterback issues. Do you think that, do you think with Baltimore that this minus, the Cleveland favored by three, that this pretty much says that Tyler Huntley isn't playing on Sunday? He cleared concussion protocol. Harbaugh said as much said as he's probably going to play. I, I think they didn't win pretty on, on Sunday with Huntley. He is a backup quarterback. I think this is just the home three. Mm. I, I mean, what has the Browns shown you since since Deshaun Watson came back that that they deserve to be a three point favorite over anybody? Nothing, nothing. That's They're, what I'm saying. I was actually going to ask you it, when it comes to the Browns to win a game. I almost feel like I trust Jacoby Brissett more. Am I yeah, wrong? No, you're absolutely right. Since Watson has come back in the two games, he has they have one offensive touchdown. One. I mean, you're talking about a team that used to be, like, a do- the dominant force running the ball. Yep. You know, there'd be, like, them, Cleveland, Baltimore, what, San Francisco, 
You know, like those would be the teams you would. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, would always be yeah. those teams you would expect to run the ball and stuff like that. Last week against Cincinnati, seventy-one total yards rushing. Yeah, that's the thing I was actually going to say. In the two games since Deshaun Watson has played, Nick Chubb has had zero carries inside the ten-yard line. Yeah, zero. I mean, they they just abandoned it. They basically said, "All right, we waited for Deshaun. We gave up all this for him. Go do your thing." And he's like, "Got it, coach." Except he don't got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, the rust has shown. And I brought it up even then when they when they gave up all that picks and money for Deshaun Watson. He had an amazing MVP number season when they won three games in Houston. Yeah. So, I mean, in the NFL, I know we won in college, but in the NFL, what has this guy won? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why this game just basically says I don't want any part of it. I don't trust Baltimore with uh, – with with Huntley you or know. Anthony Brown if it has or, to be. I yeah, think exactly. it's gonna I think it's gonna be Huntley. And I don't trust Cleveland because I mean, how are you not putting the ball in your playmakers' hands? And I understand uh two, three years ago Deshaun Watson might have been one of those playmakers, but the best player on your offense is Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's the thing. They've abandoned the one thing they do well. Yep. Uh moving on to uh probably the most exciting game on Saturday. Miami's at Buffalo. Buffalo's a seven point favorite, totals forty three and a half. The Dolphins are 0-6 against the spread in their last six road games. Yeah. You know what you got to keep an eye on for this one? Nine inches of snow. Is that, that what they're talking the about? The forecast for Saturday night, nine inches of snow. So look to your sights. The total, I checked DraftKings before we started recording, 43.5. If you can get it at 43.5, I'm telling you, go get it. Nine inches of snow is the forecast. And you look at the Dolphins' woes in their last six road games. Like I said, 0-6 against the spread in the last six. They've been thoroughly beaten their last two. Tua has looked human. And I'm telling you, if nine inches of snow are coming in, get that under while you can. Yeah. I can't even tell you the last time I remember Miami playing in a snowstorm. <laughs> no. I mean, that's the thing is, like, we just saw how, like, the, the Jets and Bills struggled to score. And, and now we're talking throw nine inches of snow in a, in a team that Miami that doesn't do well outdoors and on the road. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you even want to go even farther, the last two weeks you watched the way two has played the league, I feel like has caught up some of what they like to do. Um, they've, they've gone to zone coverages. They know that he likes to throw in between the numbers. And they've basically said, fine, we're going to make you throw out patterns. We're going to make you hit those uh, out patterns and deep passes. And he doesn't do that well. I feel like... They, I don't want to say they figured him out because it's a capsule of two games. One of them is against the Niners defense who shuts everybody down. Yeah. But but I'm just saying you can't ignore what's happened the last two weeks. Yeah, no, I mean, like, two is coming off of the worst game he played all season. Um, you know, the only thing I would say about this is, is, is interesting-wise, is that Miami could sweep Buffalo if they win this game. They would sweep before the season series. I, I, I don't know that they can. Jeff Wilson Jr. got carted off. And I, I feel like if they're going to win this game, they have to do it uh, the way lesser teams upset better teams. Running the ball, holding the ball. If, if we get nine inches of snow and the Dolphins commit to run and only throw Tua with play action if they have to, I think they could. I just don't think they will. Do you think this the spread is as high as it is at seven because of the impending snow? No, it was seven before that forecast happened. And, and I, I'll tell you what. When you combine the way the Bills have been playing and the way that the Dolphins have been playing, I think seven seems right. I I, I mean, I, I think even after the forecast, I think that number is going to stay the same. That the, the total is going to come down, but I, I still think the Dolphins win or the the Bills win this game by a touchdown. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, do you disagree? No, no. I mean, I I think Buffalo wins this game. Um, it's not something that I think is gonna. It's not going to be one of my best bets. It's probably not going to be something I'm going to play at all. Maybe I play the under because of the snow. But other than that, I mean, I think Buffalo wins this game, whether they cover or not. I, I'm indifferent on it because I don't have any. I think it'll, be, it'll be a fun standalone game to watch. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, moving on to Sunday noon games, we got the Eagles at twelve and one. They're a nine point favorite against the Bears. Totals forty eight and a half. The last seven Bears games have gone over. Yeah, well. This one's in Chicago. And, <laughs> and defense is optional. And for defense that. is optional. It's absolutely. Anybody that played defense, anybody that dared to play defense, they traded away. Yeah, exactly. And you've got the uh the current leader for MVP we were talking about earlier, and Jalen Hurts coming into town. So I think you're gonna see a pretty impressive quarterback battle here between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields. Stats wise. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> like, yeah. Stats wise. Yeah, no, I I what I wanna see 
And, and I asked you about the whole Kyler Murray, and, and a lot of people on sports radio in Chicago have been talking about, you know, should they should they rest Justin Fields? Should they whatever? Obviously, you don't. You want to see what they have. Well, what I do want to see from the Bears is less designed runs. The season's over. They're mathematically eliminated. The only thing they have to try to do is get the number two draft pick. Mm-hmm. Factually speaking, Denver's overtaking that for the moment. Um, but I, I want to see less designed runs. We can still see more on fields. Experiences is, 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 is huge. Throw from the pocket. Designed runs are going to get this kid killed. And if you get him killed in week 15 in a meaningless game, like I said, we just saw what happened with the Cardinals. The Cardinals are brutal with Kyler, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to be with Colt McCoy? Yeah. Well, they just paid Kyler Murray, and now we're not going to see him for a year. I, I, I dare say, knock on wood, I would hate to see him get injured in a Week 15 or Week 16 game because they're doing design quarterback draws. Yeah. Well, you know, Philadelphia has the best pass defense in the league. Um and Chicago has the worst pass offense in the league. So you're talking about that pretty much makes the Bears one-dimensional. Should, because should they, they run the damn ball then? They should run the ball. <laughs> but the Bears, 32nd, Tim, in sacks. And they are 28th in sacks allowed. So this is, once again, we were talking about a team that can't get to the quarterback and can't put can't can't protect their own quarterback. Um, and Philadelphia, if there's one thing they've been doing really well all season long, it's been putting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. So get ready, Bears fans, because... Uh, Philly, Philly's coming with a lot of those blitzes there, and maybe Fields can uh, duck a couple of those and run for his life. But it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a it's gonna be quite an interesting interesting watch here because uh, you know Justin Fields has a bunch of sixty yard touchdown runs this season. Yeah, already. I think the Bears' only hope is that the Eagles are looking ahead to their game against the Cowboys, who are the next game we're talking about. The Dallas Cowboys, four point favorite at Jacksonville, total forty eight. The Jags have lost a staggering. 20 straight versus NFC teams. I, I know it's always weird. It's like versus NFC after midnight on Groundhog Day mm-hmm. with this guy. No, we're just talking versus NFC teams. 20 straight games versus NFC teams. Yes. Yeah, and you know what? That's not good. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's a season that's and a half. Not I mean, good. that's. I mean, uh, Dallas, once again, we're just talking about it with Philadelphia. Dallas is is first in sacks allowed. They do not allow a lot of sacks, and they're second in sacks in the league. This is a team that protects the quarterback and gets to other people's quarterbacks. Granted, they are Except lucky. the Houston Texans. They, so they clearly lucky. did not take. They are lucky they pulled off the yeah, win. They clearly did not Houston. take the Texans seriously. The one thing I will say about this game is, is that Trevor Lawrence in his last five games, Tim, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Are we seeing the the, the turn into into a little more respectability for Trevor Lawrence moving forward? Yeah, I mean, we, we talk in the offseason, the moves that the Dolphins made to get two a better would get Tyree Kill. And Jalen Hurts is at that next MVP level because of the trade that they made A.J. Brown. Now, the Jaguars tried. You know, you, you, you have to throw a whole bunch of money at people to get to go to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. They tried. Christian Kirk has actually had a pretty good season. Zay Jones has been amazing. And Evan Ingram has, I mean, he went off last week, but he's actually had a solid gear. Travis Etienne looks like a weapon. They're building something there. Yeah. I mean, I know they're 5-8, and eight, but if they finish strong this year, maybe next year they contend for that division. I like the way Trevor's been playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the fact that this, this, this spread here, you know, with Jacksonville, Jacksonville was, you know, only giving four up to Dallas. And, and it, it definitely kind of makes me feel like I kind of like Dallas. I kind of like Dallas in this in this spot. Yeah, I, I feel like it was the punch in the face that Dallas yeah. needed, and I, I I agree with you. It's not one of my best bets, but gun to head, make me take a side. I take the Cowboys. Yeah, this one too. I think I lean. Yeah, it's not one of my best bets, but I would definitely lean towards the Cowboys because you just had the one like the wake up call. You know what I mean? I don't think you're gonna get those two two weeks in a row leading up to the Philly game. Yeah, and this next one, I I think Kansas City minus fourteen. They might take Houston a little more seriously. Uh, total for that one's forty nine and a half. The Texans, as we continue to count, have lost eight straight. But I, I tell you what, they have zero talent and they still fight hard. Yeah, well, they, and the worst part about it is, is one of their best offensive weapons, Damian Pierce. It looks like he's not going to. He's doubtful. He's not yeah. going to play. He's so. I mean, you're pretty much looking at. I you know, it's it's KC. So KC will find a way to not cover this game. But basically, manhandle Houston all game long. Yeah, and that's the thing I was going to ask you. I, I feel like Vegas has learned their lesson, if you will. Like Dallas was a seventeen and a half point favorite. And if what if 
If the almost loss to the Texans didn't happen last week, I feel like this number would have been like 18 or 19. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but now they have to be cautious and be like, okay, we're only giving 14. And I say only, it's not a joke. The Texans have no talent whatsoever, and the Chiefs at times have shown to be one of the best teams in the league. This, I mean, let's be honest. Is Patrick Mahomes going to take, he's going to throw a pass in the fourth quarter? Is he going to throw a pass in the fourth quarter? He probably shouldn't. He shouldn't have to. Yeah. But we thought the same exact thing about Dallas, and look what happened last week. I, I, I don't know that Houston has anything left in the tank after their... They, they threw it all against the wall to almost beat the Cowboys. I don't know that they have anything left in the tank. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Do we have to talk about the rest of the game, or should it be over pretty quickly? No, we should be, this should be over pretty quickly. All right, Tim, I know we, Miami and Buffalo, with the snow and everything on that Saturday game, is an important game. It's probably going to see a lot of action. But the one I'm most excited for is the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. The Jets are favored by one. The over-under is 44.5. This is the game that I say sets the Lions up. If the Lions beat the Jets this week, I think they have enough momentum to carry them through to play against Carolina, the Bears, the Packers, and they might be able to run the table and make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm a, I'm with you. I, I thought we were going to have to argue about this. I'm, I'm ex- This is the game I'm most excited about on Sunday. Uh, the Lions are are their record six and seven. They're they're playing much better. They've been fighting hard since Dan Campbell took over. The the Jets are fighting for their playoff lives. Both of these teams are currently the nine seed in their conference. Seven make the playoffs. I, I one of these teams is going to take momentum for this game and make a push. I'm with you. I going to New York in, in any time when winning on the road is tough to do. The Lions have been playing great, but to do it on the road is going to be a big test. If the Lions can do it, yeah, they like you said, they are set up really well. They have covered the spread in six straight. Um, they're set up well that if they can pull this one off, uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think they can make a nice little run. The odds, we talked about it. I sent it to you and the and the EP, the executive producer, <laughs> one of the executive producers of the show. I sent the little message out to you guys. The odds for Detroit to make the playoffs plus three hundred right now, and if they beat this, if they win this next game against the Jets, it's it's going to come down a lot. That's what I say. We like to do our PSAs. The old get it now. I see a yeah. value. Get it now. Like I was saying, if you can still get Dolphins Bills under at forty three and a half, grab it because once pictures of that snow starts coming out, uh, grab Sam. I'm, I'm with you. I think the Lions have a really good shot. They're playing really well. All they have to do is sneak into that seven seed to make the playoffs, and three to one is good money. If they win this game, that's going to shoot down to like minus one twenty five, or or, or, or yeah, even it's money. maybe plus one twenty five or something like yeah, that. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our executive producer Malcolm, he threw this one out. The Lions have scored twenty five plus points five straight games. That's the first time they've done that since nineteen fifty four. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I keep in mind this Jared Goff playing quarterback. And this is this is a Lions team that you that for a stretch was playing pretty dominant football when they had Megatron and Stafford. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they weren't the bad they weren't a bad team. Look they were at playing look, good offensive football. Look when they were look when they were led by Wayne Fonts and Barry Sanders and stuff like that. And they never did this either. Nope. It's insane. And you know what a great story for for everyone that was watching Hard Knocks to be able to, <laughs> to rally around. Like I didn't watch Hard Knocks; I just saw a lot of the highlights, stuff like that. But what, to rally around this team that literally is playing is has the coach's coach. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm I'm totally pulling for these guys. I think I think it's a great plus three hundred is great odds right now. Even if they lose this game, they still have a chance because. But I feel like three and one will get them in the playoffs. And if they win this game, I think that three and one is going to be yeah nine and eight yeah nine and eight might yeah Uh, I'm with you. I want them to keep an eye out on the Jets side before we move on. Mike White is day to day with that rib injury, Mm -hmm. so uh, we saw he couple he took a couple hard shots. So uh, just something to keep an eye on there for the Jets. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the next game, the Pittsburgh Pirate or who Pittsburgh Steelers? Might as well be the Pirates. Yeah, the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers are at Carolina. Carolina is a three point favorite. Total's 37.5. I'm okay, people. Panthers have covered in four straight. Now, I brought this up to you. You kind of laughed it off. Factually speaking, Carolina controls its own destiny. Yes, if Carolina wins out, they win the NFC If they win out, they're hosting Pittsburgh where they're a three-point favorite, so possible. they got to play Detroit, who's playing really well, obviously, but they're at home. They go to Tampa and to New Orleans. 
If they win out, as horrible as they've been, juggling P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield, Sam uh, Sam Darnold, uh, trading away Robbie Anderson and CMC, factually speaking, at five and eight, they still control their own destiny. And how crazy is that? A, the team, a team like this, to hold their own destiny at this point, when they fired their head coach, they traded their best player, and they yo-yoed quarterbacks all season long. Yeah, who, by the way, Baker's not even on. We didn't even talk about him in the four, week 14 rewind. Yeah. Baker's not even on the team anymore. I mean, it's – and that's the thing is I'm kind of rooting for them because, you know what, the Bucks and Falcons have not shown anything, or the Saints, obviously, have not shown any reason to, to, to show that they need to win this division. Now, let's be honest. Whoever wins this division is going to be out – is going to be one and done. But But if the Panthers come back and do it, with this head coach who was one and done in Arizona – and they still don't retain this guy. You got to do an investigation. Yeah, yeah right. I, I mean, yeah, right. I, I agree. I agree. Can we? Can we just like? I know what you were saying about that. Is that whoever wins this division is going to be one and done? But they're going to be the fourth wild card, which means they play the fourth division winner, which means they play against the first wild card, Dallas. Yeah. yeah. So if there's one team that has Dallas's number, it's but, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. So if. If any of these other teams, let's say let's say the Carolina does win the division here, not likely, but yeah, is there any chance that Dallas does not? What? Are, how is it not possible that Dallas just doesn't go in there and house the the Panthers, even if it's in? If, I mean, if it's in you're Carolina? talking about a, a team at home that got super lucky to beat the Texans. I, I don't it, since since the uh, da- Dallas dynasty era. Can you trust the Cowboys at all? No, but I mean, I think when they've lost, I don't think they've lost to subpar teams that we're looking at with the, like this Panthers team. So, but I will say, if Dallas has to go to Tampa, yikes! <laughs> yeah, just... I'm with you. But um, Tim, this will be the second time they fired Gruden and Bastiacci got them got the Raiders into the playoffs. Could you imagine if Carolina runs the table and they do it two years in a row with fired quarterback, fired coaches? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, unbelievable. I mean, if they if they do it and, and they still don't retain this guy, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm like I said, I, I know one of those. Things. We're talking about how you're kind of rooting for the Lions, which is awkward as a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, two teams we don't need to spend too much time talking about. The Atlanta Falcons are at New Orleans. New Orleans is a four point favorite. Totals forty three and a half. Five of the Saints' last six games have gone under. Yeah, well, Desmond Ritter. Hey, Desmond Ritter, now you're up. Yeah, Marcus Mariota officially hit the IR. They're having some uh, knee cleanup stuff. That uh, they had already know, announced that Mariota was going to be the quarterback. That's what I'm, Ritter was going to be the quarterback what I'm anyway. I, I feel like it was like, hey, you injured it all? Um, kind of. I all think right, it was like one of those surgery. things where Mariota was like, oh, I'm not going to be the starter. I've kind of been putting this off, so I'm just going to go get this done. Yeah, they were probably yeah. like, sure. Like, yeah, I, I think even they were like, listen, I know we're mathematically alive and one game out, but yeah. I mean, let, let's face it. We're not doing anything. Look, both teams coming off of a bye. The Falcons are one and seven on the road. Their last eight. I mean, the last the last time we saw New Orleans, they gave up. They gave up. Uh, they they allowed Tampa Bay to get back in the game by allowing two touchdowns in the final three minutes. Yeah, you know what's funny? The, the total is forty three and a half, and I know Vegas knows their stuff, but to me, this feels like a sixteen ten game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you, you got the Saints, who are I know they're at home and they play much better at home. And they got the home field, but Andy Dalton versus a rookie making his debut. Tell me it's going to be like 35-30. I mean, well, look at like two teams that are doing the complete opposites. You've got a New Orleans team that's like what four, five, and eight. You know what I mean? Like they're not good. New Orleans is actually four and nine. Four and nine. Okay, you got a four and nine New and Orleans. And they're still sticking team. with Andy Dalton. And they're still sticking with Andy Dalton. You've got a team. That's going with the old man, like the old man Logan route. With nothing to and lose. And then you've got Atlanta going, we we're, we have a better record than this team. And, and we know it's over. Yeah. And let's throw Desmond Ritter out there and see what we, what we got. That's the thing is coaches don't think that way. They're just thinking about, I want to win this Sunday. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't know. I'm not saying that Jameis Winston's their future, but Andy Dalton definitely isn't. Well, I think... I think we're going to see, we might see a record amount of first-year coaches getting fired at the end of this season. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I Move on. Three o'clock games. New England is at Las Vegas. Vegas is now a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I had to catch myself. I started my research on Tuesday in which the Patriots were favored by one. Now the Raiders are one-and-a-half-point favorite. You know what? When I looked at it this morning, they were the Vegas Raiders were getting one. So this was a two-point swing in a matter of hours. Here. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I triple checked. Um, 
Pats have won six straight versus the Raiders. Not that much of that really matters. Dick, different players, different mm-hmm. quarterbacks. This one, let's be honest, it's about Belichick versus Josh McDaniels. I love the fact that we put both of these two, we put this together right next to the New Orleans game because here's another team that in the last three minutes of the game, last game they played, they gave up 14 points and lost the game in the in the, in the Las Vegas Raiders, who had the Rams beat on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> they gave it up to Baker fucking Mayfield. On one, on, on one <laughs> practice, which was a walkthrough, which we were talking about it because we played football in high school. And it was like, come on, when you have a walkthrough, you know nobody's. Yeah, you're not installing. You're not installing the playbook. Yep. You're not. You're not running full speed. It's a, uh, you know, hey, twenty three dive. What do you do here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? So we got it right. That's our plan. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. You got a guy come through his walkthrough and lead you lead this team to to a win. All right, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about the Rams in a, in a little while, I'm sure. But yeah, Belichick versus McDaniel's and Tim. What happens when Belichick plays against most of his most of his former coaches? He, he beats them. He beats them. Yeah, unless I, you're Mike Vrabel. <laughs> like, but ah, uh, too too soon. But I mean, like, soon. yeah, Belichick's gonna. I, I you know, like it, I like New England last week. At first, when I looked at this game, I said, "Well, Vegas has the bigger, the better talent with Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. You know what I mean? They've got the bigger names. They got the Crosby on defense. They've got you know uh, Renfro and Waller are coming. I back. was just gonna say, yeah, they've designated Waller and Renfro to return. So. But the fact that the fact that this line is has ran all the way across and Belichick's playing against a former a former you know assistant coach, that causes me concern. I I would I I see side I see both sides. But I, I kind of feel like New England is the way to go on this. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to stay away. I, I. I hear you when you see line like line movement like that. I. I usually try to take advantage of that. But New England's on a short week. We have no idea who's playing running back for them. Ramondi Stevenson left that game hurt. Damian Harris has been hurt. I have no idea who's playing running back for them, which for them is significant because they like they like they usually commit to and stay to the run more than most teams. Do you think they have an advantage now? The uh, the Raiders have the advantage because they are coming off of a Thursday night game and New England played Monday night. I do. Yeah, I, I do. It's weird because we, the last two weeks we've seen the Raiders go to Seattle and win, and then we saw them. Give up a 14-point lead to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So who the heck's showing up? Well, the Raiders Raiders have given up, you know, 14-point leads or more, and they've blown, they've blown those four times already this season. Okay, Tim, so we just went over New England and the Raiders, but let's talk about two teams that are just completely free fall here. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. The spread of this game is my, Denver's favored by three. The over-under is... 36 and no Kyler possibly no Russ I mean I, I don't you know like I don't know what else to, to say so wait, about so this. you're not excited for Colt McCoy versus Brett Rippon no I don't see how anybody could be excited about this and the fact that the spread is 36 is probably way too high give me any reason to watch this game um just to just to see no points scored if you if you like if you like games where nobody scores, this is the game. This is a game to watch, and we're not talking about like dominant defenses. Denver does have a dominant defense, but really, I mean, you might just be looking at three and out, three and out, three and out. It might not even be pretty. It might not be pretty defense. This just might just be bad offense all game long. Yeah, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Cincinnati is at Tampa Bay. <laughs> Cincinnati's a three and a half point favorite. Uh, Total is forty four and a half. The Bengals have won seven of their last eight. Yeah, well, I, I got to tell you, I think that this game just, I, I the fact that this spread is three and a half after the last handful of weeks we've been watching Tampa Bay just screams trap to me again. I feel like this is this is a game Tampa Bay needs. This is a game Tampa Bay at home somehow manages to figure it out. And and I don't even I couldn't even tell you why. I just say this. The fact that the line is only three and a half makes me think that there's something wrong about this. Yeah, that 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 hook, that that the damn hook is is, is gotten a lot of people over the years. Uh, you know, you always look at those magic numbers three and seven. When you see three and a half, you're like, eh. I'm with you. Tampa needs this. I, I clearly the Bengals are the better team. Uh, Tyler Boyd has a dislocated finger. He's been limited. T. Higgins has been limited. Um, I. I the Bengals are the better team. They're playing better. I'm. I don't know. I, I'm with you. I feel like the Bucks just kind of find a way to hang around. I think they you know? find a way to win this game. 
I, I just, I don't know why. I just, I, I mean, let's let's be honest. Has his father time finally beat Brady? I think it's finally caught up to him. But I just, I, like I said, you're talking about Tampa Bay kind of excels when they play against teams that can't, that don't protect the quarterback. And Cincinnati, and Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's been getting hit a lot this season. Granted, he, they've cut down the sacks a lot lately in the last couple of games, but he's still getting pressured. He's just getting the, rid of the ball faster. And I think somehow Tampa Bay finds a way to put pressure, put enough pressure on Burrow to make this for somehow Brady makes this work. Yeah, I have no facts or logic to back it up, but I'm with you. My gut says they find a way to hang around and maybe get a ball kicked in the air to win at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other 325 game is Tennessee at the Chargers. Both teams are seven and six, fighting for their playoff lives. Although Denver has the benefit, or Tennessee has the benefit of being in the South. Uh, total in this game is 46 and a half. I'm going to call this the Jekyll and Hyde Bowl because I have no idea from week to week who these teams are and who shows up. Yep, I, absolutely. I mean, Tennessee has lost three in a row. It's the first time they've done it since 2018. <laughs> yeah, and Derrick Henry, I brought it up before, Derrick Henry had two yards rushing in the second half last week. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Yeah. Well, you're talking about a Tennessee team that is very poor against stopping the pass. I think they're 27th in the in the league. Um, and this is what the Chargers do. This is what Justin Herbert does. He passes the ball. They rarely... They they run just enough, but Eckler. Let's face it, we've we've agreed on this multiple times for years now. Eckler is more, in my opinion, more of a weapon out of the backfield catching passes than he is even running the ball. Yeah, and that's the thing is they've really still committed to having them be his goal line back, his short yardage back. And I understand the theory is the old Danny Woodhead. I'm small behind the line. You can't see me. Oop! I just squeaked through. But I I don't know. This game screams stay away from all aspects yep, of it. I agree. I, I don't know which NFL teams show up. I don't know what shows up for gambling purposes. I, I have no idea what to expect at all. I think the one thing I will say is I don't know about the spread, but I do think Herbert is finally going to have a successful passing game this week. I think well, I mean, he has Mike Williams back. Yeah. In theory... He has all his weapons. He has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, Gerald Everett, Austin Eckler out of the backfield. And the last time I said that, I jinxed Kyler Murray. So, Justin, I apologize in advance. I know you're listening. You and Kyler Murray are both listening, uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you. I just don't know who I just up. I think that Tennessee is going to win that division. Um, the Chargers are the seventh seed. The Chargers need this game. They're at home, and they need this game. Yeah, I'm with you. This could be one of those where he goes for it. Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth downs. He goes for two in the end to win. I mean, they need this. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the Sunday nighter. The Giants are at the Washington football team. The Washington franchise is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. <laughs> Totals 40-and-a-half. The Giants have lost six of seven versus the NFC East. Yeah, well, these two teams tied... Two weeks ago. But, Tim, I mean, I'm just going to throw this out here. No game means more as both of these teams are the 6th and the 7th seed currently in, in, the, in the NFC. Yet, are you excited for this to be flexed to be the Sunday night game? Like, if you watched, if you watched that game, Washington versus the Giants, we saw it a lot on Red Zone because they went into overtime. And so with that, but I mean, we're not talking about you know like super exciting football here. These two teams don't do things excitingly. I mean, no, this is this is old school '80s and '90s football. Mm-hmm. The only problem is neither one of the teams run the ball all that well. Saquon can, they just don't feel the need to give it to him. And and, and the thing is, we were excited going to hear about Brian Robinson Jr. It was a great story and. And what him and Gibson could do in a tag team? Now they're excited about this game, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't know that anybody else is. If it wasn't the New York versus Washington football team, NBC didn't do it because they thought it'd be a good game. They did it because they thought it would draw ratings. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just I mean, 
both teams have exceeded expectations this season, but I feel like Washington has been playing their best ball leading up to this week, whereas the Giants were playing their best ball uh, until like week six, and they've kind of started. Yeah, to and I off. think that's why the Washington football team is a four and a half point favorite. Hey, George Kittle just went in for a second touchdown. Yeah, the Niners are killing the Seahawks in Seattle. Mr. Irrelevant does it again. Yeah, awesome. Is, is it time to trade Trey Lance? Hey, Tyler Haneke. <laughs> hey, Tyler Haneke, speaking of, you know, like, you know, back of quarterbacks. Tyler Haneke, 5-1-1 one, one this season as a starter. You love that guy, don't you? I just, I like rooting for, for, for the backups when they come in. Want to see him succeed. As long as they're playing well. And Tyler Haneke, he, he was a gunslinger last year. I like, I like gunslingers. Yeah, I'm with you. Anything about Sunday Nighter you want to talk about? No, let's just get to this Monday Nighter. <laughs> oh, God. Do we have to? Yeah. The Rams at 4-9 are at the Packers, at who are 5-8. and eight. Packers are a seven-point favorite. Total is 39.5. This game means absolutely nothing in the standings. Are you in for Baker versus Aaron Rodgers? I'll tell you what's more exciting about that than both of those guys. Christian Watson has eight touchdowns in his last four games. That's pretty awesome. He's been he's been lighting it up lately, but I'm saying I'm, if you're looking for me to say something positive about this game, I, I got nothing. And else. I understand the Rams, but before last week with that 14 point comeback with three minutes left in the game, the Rams have not been playing well against anybody. But should Green Bay be favored by seven points to anybody? No, no. I, I, mean, I don't know what you're saying. No, Green Bay should not be favored. I I I, I don't care. Uh, the Baker story is kind of cool because he was there for like less than 48 hours and he let him down the field. He's not going to do it again this week. Um, I, I McVay was so convinced. He's like, hey, start in the last four games. Is this is this the beginning of a possible Baker comeback run no. here? Are we going to? We've seen this before. Remember he made his big, Ty, Tyrod Taylor got hurt and his big coming out for the Browns was that comeback victory on a Thursday night against the Jets. All right. What did he parlay that into? Well, once again, this, progressive is, commercial. this is a game you know it's Monday Night Football and everyone will watch it because it's Monday Night Football. Mm. But really when you're talking about it, this game is probably, it it has a little bit more value than Arizona-Denver. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I'm just saying like a lot of games to me are drink beer and enjoy. This game might be a switch to whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I can make it through the fourth quarter. <laughs> am, am I wrong? No, no, I don't think you All are. Right. Um, All right, best bets time, Tim. You last week. How did you do last week? Two and one. I am rolling. Two and one. I was one and two. Yes, I needed that I wasn't Monday night. Go there. I needed that Monday night game to turn it around for me. But what do you got going on? You you have honors again, sir. Yeah, uh, my first game. I am going with the Philadelphia over their team total of twenty nine and a half. Their team total is twenty nine and a half, and the Bears defense is still bad. I don't see any reason why they don't get over 29 and a half. All right. Well, I'm going, I'm staying in the same exact game. I think Philadelphia minus nine. I think the Eagles are just a more, just so, by far a dominant team. And the Bears are just kind of treading water. And Justin Fields is going to run right into what Philadelphia is good at. And that's getting to the quarterback. Yeah, that's, I, I really, I, I really hope that he does traditional handoffs and gets rid of the ball quickly or throws it away. Because the Eagles are very good at getting to the passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second game, the Atlanta-New Orleans under 43.5. I brought it up when we talked about it. Five of the Saints' last six games have gone under. And Desmond Ritter is making his de- debut in New Orleans. So I do not see a lot of points scored. You so. said under 43.5? Under 43.5. I love it. I love it. Desmond Ritter, you said 16-10. I could totally see it. I could see 19-13-42, like 32. I could, see, I, I could see neither one of these teams getting into the 20s. That's how. That's how. Just how I don't care about either one of these teams. <laughs> right. No. You. You can not care NFL wise, but mm. still make money. There's. Yeah. There's opportunities everywhere. Yeah. 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 What do you got? I got Arizona and Denver under thirty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're talking about Colt McCoy going up against that stifling Denver defense, and then, you know. Rippin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know. What it, I don't even remember Brett. what his first name was. I'm about yeah, to say Brett Mark Rippin. Rippin. I stutter. I stutter it goes Mark Rippin. I mean, maybe bring him back. You know, forty years, thirty years older from when he won a Super Bowl, but it's not going to make a difference. These two teams, um, Arizona has a lot of other talent on offense, but it's not going to make a difference. Denver's defense is so good, and Brett Rippin, when he did play that one game, when when well, Russell didn't, I mean, it, it wasn't good. 
this team, they, these, this game might be ten to nine, just like Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, Denver was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, my third, and I'm kind of contradicting what my gut says, but I'm going with what the numbers say. The Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half. Um, the Bengals have covered ten of their last eleven. I know that, like I said, we broke down the game. I was going to say, I'm with you. My gut kind of says Bucks will find a way. The numbers say the Bengals do. So uh, Cincinnati minus three and a half, like I said. They've covered 10 of the last 11. Well, I'm going with my gut, and I think this game's a trap. That's my, my, my third pick is Tampa Bay plus three and a half. All right, I head think, to head. I think, that, I, think that the, I think the trap is there. I think it's sitting right there in front of us. I think they're begging every – Vegas is begging people to take Cincinnati. And I think this is 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 Tampa. Tampa for some reason is going to find a way to get this. Stuff. Yeah, I told. I you, wish I, I could. I wish I could tell you something other than a gut feeling, but it is genuinely just my. No, gut I told feeling. you I, I'm doing that because I've been playing with the numbers. Tell me, and I'm riding the trends, and and it's you know that that's it. I you know, it is not my heart; it's my head. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean that that's it for the main episode, guys. We really appreciate it. And we, like I said, we have 15 games to talk about. There's always good stuff to talk about. Football's heading down the path. A lot of teams are in a position where they can clinch a playoff spot this week. There's some exciting, fun stuff. we got three games on Saturday. Um, we're still doing our fantasy episode, so tune in next for the fantasy episode. Huge. we got playoffs coming. So a uh, huge time to set your lineups. And we're going to start having even more fun with the episode, too. So uh, appreciate you sticking with us, and uh, check that one out.